But you know, things happen for a reason. And I'm grateful for what God for what God is wanting to do with us. So um with over the next year, we're gonna be um in this play in a place called Change the Culture. And it's an extended series, so we're gonna have series in a series. So think of like think of this like the Hunger Games, but for Jesus. <laughs> so as each as one book starts. As one volume starts, where one volume is, the other volume is going to start. So, and we've been living in a time to where people are crying out and craving revival, We're craving something different and something new. And I believe that God is giving us something new and something different. Um, but there are things that we have. There are things we have to dig into, and also things that we need to that we have to address as a body and have to do it. Because revival, you can't just be like, "Oh, I'm revived," but keep the same stuff. That, that's that's not that's not how this works. So, over the next year, over the remainder of this year, we're going to be living in a theme series, extended series, uh, epic Marvel series called "Change the Culture." Everybody say, "Change the culture." Change. Online family, go ahead and type in the, in the comments, "Change the culture." So, we're going to start with the, with this message called "Deeply Rooted." I have to go to the cookbook. Well, God said, God said, I need you to go back. Seven seven years, and this message is interesting. Um, I never really told you the story of how we ended up in Lancaster, did I? Well, so pretty much, God and I had an argument. God said, "If, if, whoop, we lost the camera." <laughs> Welcome to Live Church, everybody. <laughs> All right, and we're back. See. Building in the name of Jesus. We can declare it now. <laughs> so, um, in like 2015, 2016, I was driving to Judah for a rehearsal. And then God was like, if I sent you to, to, to Lancaster, would you go? My answer was, and I quote, <laughs> no. And then a friend of mine reached out to me and said, hey, I'm going to this really cool church and they want to do like a worship conference. And I mentioned your name and I started talking to that pastor. And then the weekend of July 30th and 31st, 2016, we came down and did, did the conference. So July 30th, we, well, it was actually the conference. Pastor Rice came down, we did some teaching. It was great. Then July 31st, I preached that Sunday service. And this is the message that I was supposed to preach for that Sunday service. But I never preached it. Because what happened was the Holy Ghost took over. <laughs> um, ended up taking, ended up being asked to come in to eventually take over that church. That lasted a short amount of time. And then jump ahead a few months, True Vision started. And here we are. But this message is always set in my folder, waiting to be preached. So if you got your Bible, your Bible, your Bible, your Bible, go to Jeremiah 17, Jeremiah 17, 5 through 8. Jeremiah 17, 5 through 8. How we sound over there, Pastor? Yeah. 
Sound good? Good, good, good. All right. Jeremiah 17, 5 through 8. And I'm reading from the Holman Christian Standard. This is what the Lord says. Cursed is the man who trusts in mankind, who makes human flesh his strength and turns his heart from the Lord. He will be like a juniper in the Arabah. He cannot see when good comes, but dwells in the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land where no one lives. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence indeed is the Lord. He will be like a tree planted by water. It sends its roots out toward a stream. It doesn't fear when heat comes and its foliage remains green. It will not worry in a year of drought nor cease producing fruit. I'm going to read verses 7 and 8 again. Blessed is the man whose trust is in the Lord, whose confidence indeed is the Lord. He will be like a tree planted by water. It sends its roots down towards a stream. It doesn't fear when heat comes and its foliage remains green. It will not worry in a year of drought or cease producing fruit. So this message is going to come. We're going to go in like three directions up with this message. So, so hope so. Hopefully, y'all can y'all can roll with me for a bit. So, people have this habit of trusting in man and trusting what they see. And every time they trust in what they see, it fails them. Right? We like we, we go into our workplaces. We deal with family members. We deal with even even within the, even within the church itself. But we begin to see things. We see things that begin to happen, and we come into things with our own strength and with our own thinking, with our own plans, with our with our own ideologies and our and our own what and our own whatever whatever. But the Bible always tells us to trust God. I know for me over these past two months, it has been an emotional roller coaster. Like, you know, coming in, squeezing my way, squeezing my way to the office. Because <laughs> I would come in, squeeze my way to the office, go to that little corner and preach my little heart out. Or like go into my, go into the home office, squeeze to the house, home office, go to my desk and preach a little heart out. And it was hard because for me, I had to do a lot of repenting. <laughs> I had to do uh, I had to do a lot of repenting because a lot of the things that were that we've dealt with could have been avoided had I listened. Because I was believing a lot of people, and I'm trying to move in the direction because a lot of people, oh God, and then I'm sitting there going, God, what do you want us to do? Then I had that I had pe other people were going, hey, hold up for a second, hey, wait a second. Even with us giving away everything, like we, you realize we got rid of ninety percent of everything we had in that building. We either sold it or gave it, sold it way below value or gave it away. Our life is now in a ten by thirteen office, and then anything I have at the house. It's hard. When it's hard to trust God when everything you see around you looks like that everything is failing. There and honestly, I have had moments where I've thought, "Well, we might as well just close. We might as well just shut this down. This, uh, I, I, I can't do this no more." 
Like even doing the whole like you know, I didn't just wait, wait, I became a bishop, and then a month later, here we are. But the beautiful thing about trusting God is that no matter what happens, there's always nourishment. Like have you ever see that like the scripture talk about the tree that's planted by the water? Have you ever seen those trees in the Everglades and like right by right by the water and like the, the roots are like look like gang signs? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how we're supposed to be. That's how rooted and how settled we're supposed to be. Because no matter what happens, that water gets it's always going to get water. It's always going to get nourishment, but also it's built to be able to handle anything that comes at it. Now let's talk about the life of the believer. With us, me, all of us, I was actually talking. There's somebody working in the building right now. She and I were talking about I was getting things set up. And she was sharing like her experiences. And I said, you know what? It's always the people who do the most work in the church who get abused the most. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. <laughs> and it's hard because that's to be able to withstand storms. It's hard to be able to withstand these things. And for a lot of people, there is a fear of connecting with the body. Did y'all agree? There, there, there is a fear. I remember when we first moved into um, the building, I was like, okay, we need to start moving towards the concept, like really start moving and people becoming like really connected, like membership of the church. Somebody's like, well, there's someone, they're not here anymore. Well, that might scare people off. Like the Bible does say, do not forsake the assembly of the brethren. And the Bible also talks about the, how the church is, the Bible shows how the church is a, is a committed, com uh, committed, authentic, and intentional community that works for the good of the kingdom, but also for those who are a part of it. And what happens, what I've noticed a lot here in Lancaster, is that people will go to a church, and then the first sign of trouble or anything that bothers them, on. The pastor wore a color I ain't like. I'm going to leave. The first sign. But then there's people who stick and stay and God calls them out. Or you leave because something off. If you leave because something off, yeah, it's totally okay. Please do that. But the battle is that the battle is right now is that we're living in a culture to where there's no there's no like sticking and staying. Like even with a walking God, there's no sticking and staying. Because at the first sign of trouble, at the first time that something goes wrong, we leave. Like what's, what I've learned is experience is that those who are supposed to, tr those who trust in God are firmly planted. During the past two months, I bet you got an office to go to other churches. As soon as people found out we moved out that building, the, the Facebook messenger and the phone started to ring. Hey, could you come over and help us out over here? Can you be like, you know, can you just come over here and join up with us? And, you know, and I'm like, no. No. Like, why not? Well, well, you know, like I have a church right now. Okay, just because we're not together physically does not mean the work stops. Because for me, I had to settle it in my mind. I'm just talking about me. I had to settle it in my mind 
that this is what God has called for me to do. And rather than try to do the same thing the same way all the time, let me take these two months and pray, seek the heart of God, reevaluate, redo some things, renew some things, end some things, so that way we're able to move forward. That's why the logo changed. Because the logo, sadly, has a lot of baggage. A lot has happened in five years. That's why our website is changing. We're not in that place anymore. Like even how we do, how we're going to be doing things from here on out is going to have to change because it was an unsustainable model. And, and sometimes sticking and staying means you have to remove things that are killing you. Does that make sense? Sometimes you have to you have to remove that dead branch before before whatever's bothering that branch can bother the whole tree. But nevertheless, I want to stay rooted and grounded, stay rooted in the foundation that is Jesus Christ. How are you doing so far? So let's jump to Mark real quick. It's just it's so good. It's just so good to be in a room with y'all. Don't worry, I'm not gonna be frothing in the mouth and hollering. We got we got ain't got enough space for that. First of all. <laughs> Mark 4 verses 14 through 20 Mark 4 verses 14 through 20 So this is the explanation of the parable of the sower The sower sows the word these are the ones along the path where the word is sown. When they hear, immediately Satan comes and take away the word sown in them. And these are the ones sown on rocky ground. When they hear the word, immediately they receive it with joy. But they have no root in themselves. They are short-lived. When affliction or persecution comes because of the word, they immediately stumble. Others are sown among thorns. These are the ones who hear the word. But the worries of this age, the seduction of wealth, and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. But the one, but the ones sown on good ground are those who hear the word, welcome it, and produce a crop 30, 60, and 100 times what was sown. So you have to make sure that you are that the ground that you are set that the ground is clear. That the ground is good, that the ground is that the ground is nourished. That's one of the big things that I've personally been trying been really working on during during our time, during our, our virtual gap. Except for the girl, church was good. The Sunday that was a good church service. Listen, when Logan, when we went to Logan, whoo buddy. <laughs> but but you know, but that showed me, but that showed me that we that at least for me, that I'm, that I am, kind of getting back to how things were, because what's the best way I can put this? A building can easily become an idol. It can easily become because 
upkeep. You know, it's like it can easily become an idol. It can easily become a thing that you take your focus from. And then also, like you know, like like being distracted by other things, but being able to just minister, to be able to just have a venue for the Holy Spirit to move. And my prayer has been, God, make us good ground. Nourish the foundation again. That's why we're getting together first before we open the doors to everybody. Nourish the foundation again so that way this time we can grow strong and grow the right way. What's the right way? The right way is to grow the way that God has called for us to grow and be who God has called us to be. So the tree is able to thrive when the ground is clear and it's not choked out by weeds or thorns. The weeds, so where are the weeds? Where are the weeds? So the cares of the world? Weeds could be distractions. The weeds could be our own issues and mess. But the, uh, the weeds could even be expectations. Because if our expectations don't match what God wants, It'll kill, it'll kill it. And that's one of the biggest battles. And I have to step back and go, where are my expectations? Where are the things that I wanted, what God really wanted? Or was it a, in reaction to something? Or what, and, you know, and it's funny because a lot of pastors don't, don't talk like this. That's crazy. A lot of pastors don't talk like this. They'll, be, they'll say to be like, well, no, mm -mm. I'm like, God, if I messed up, fix it so that way it doesn't happen again. God, if there's something within the congregation that needs to be dealt with, show it to me so it doesn't happen again. So that way people can cannot that so that way the people are no longer transient, but they're able to be deeply rooted by the word of God. But also deeply rooted and connected to community. So like we so we have to take the time to really dig in and look at what are the weeds that are choking us out from growing. Not just as a church, but on the but on a personal level. What are the weeds? What are the issues? What are the things that are blocking us from growing and becoming the fullness of what God's called us to be? This message is going faster than I thought. <laughs> So something that's deeply rooted is set, set in good ground, but it's also storm-tested. Ephesians 4, 11 through 15, we know the scripture, I'm just going to read it. And he personally gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the training of the saints and the work of the ministry to build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and the knowledge of God's Son, growing into a mature man with stature measured by Christ's faithfulness. Then we will no longer be little children tossed by the waves and blown around by every wind of teaching, by human cunning, with cleverness and the techniques of deceit. But speaking the truth in love, let us grow in every way into him who is the head, Christ. So we, we, I've talked about the scripture umpteen times in the past five and a half years. That it is the job of the fivefold ministry, the job of, of the church to equip people into maturity. But we have to understand that, actually, this is how brother young saplings do not last long because they are not set in the ground. So they're planted in the ground, but have the roots, we have to give the roots the opportunity to grow and develop. 
That's what maturing looks like. Maturing is not just, I'm going to yell at you, I'm going to preach away at you. Maturing is, is, is giving the plant the room and the space to be able to grow deep, to grow wide. And then because they're able to grow deep and grow wide, they do not get, they get buckled by the strongest winds. I'm just, okay, I'm going to go ahead and say it, Lord. That for many of us, we deal with the same tests, the same things, because it tests how deep our roots are. We see all these trees, like when tornadoes hit, when storms hit, you see these massive trees just topple over. It's like big old tree, itty bitty root system. Because as you grow higher, you're supposed to grow deeper. As a tree grows, because it's supposed to get more connected to the ground, so that way it's able to flex and bend. So we have to understand that what is this? We have to understand that to be healthy is to go deeper. I think this is the biggest problem with a lot of people, especially in spirit and like and like really spirit-filled movements, that people want to go to the heights of God, but they don't want to go deep because when you go going deep convicts you. Going deep establishes you. And look, this year I want to go deep. Like, I, I want to go. Like, I don't. I don't want to entertain nobody no more. I don't want to have the, all the glitz and the glamour and the pizzazz. I want to go deep because I want to be able to stand in the storm. And, and God's Jesus, I've been in Christianity for a long time, but I'm in a new season in my life to where I have to be able to stand firm when no one else will. That's just for me. I don't know about y'all. I we got like we have to begin to go deeper. And going deeper may call not may will cause us to change. And that's okay. Job 11, 7 through 9, 13 to 18 says this, can you fathom the depths of God or discover the limits of the Almighty? They are higher than the heavens. What can you do? They are deeper than Sheol. What can you know? The measure is longer than the earth and wider than the sea. As for you, if you redirect your heart and lift up your hands to him in prayer, if there is iniquity in your hand, remove it and don't allow injustice to dwell on your tents. Then you will hold your head high, free from fault. You will be firmly established and unafraid. For you will forget your suffering, recalling it only as waters that have been flowed by. Your life will be brighter than new day. Its darkness will be like the morning. You will be confident because there is hope. You will look carefully about and lie down in safety. You will lie down without fear, and many will seek your favor. A part of changing the culture is the willingness to allow God to deal with us. Allow God to deal with you. And I want us to walk into a season of revival. Not even a season. And the whole point of revival is not to just, you get revived and you go back to where you were. You get revived, you stay at that point, and you go higher. But again, to go higher, you have to go deeper. You have to be willing, you have to be willing to be uncomfortable. 
that's the biggest thing. You have to be willing to be uncomfortable. So this is my prayer for this year. My prayer, this is, all, this is my honest truth, and I know if you were expecting a hooping and a hollering and a boop, mm -mm. my, my prayer for this year is that God takes us to a deep place of true transformation. Our focuses are saving, healing, and equipping. And this year, I just don't want it to be a tagline. It can't just be a tagline anymore. It has to be who we become and who we are. And the reality of it is this, that we will have to confront some things within ourselves. The first step of revival is personal repentance. You cannot have revival without repentance. We have to be willing to confront ourselves and, and confront some things and be willing to be changed by God so that way we, as individuals, can move forward, thus the corporate man can move forward. So are y'all willing to go on this journey with me? Are y'all willing to go? I don't know what 2023 looks like. All I know is that God is giving us the grace and the time to get in position. The more, like, literally, it's been, nothing has been off the table the past couple of months. That includes staying in Lancaster. That includes staying in this building. And it even includes staying open. Because wherever we go, I want us to go deep. I want us to be committed to the things of God. And make, sure, and make sure that we're moving with the heart of God. And if we're moving in his heart, that means we're also moving in his power. People put power first, but they don't have his heart. And we, and we have seen what happens. I want to move with his heart. Because I know if I move with his heart and move in his will, we, the, power, the power is already there. Because it's not by our own power, it's by his. So let's get ready to change the culture. Amen? Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just thank you. I thank you for being a promise-keeping, covenant-keeping God. I thank you for sustaining us in this crazy season that we've been in. And Lord, I pray that you continue to sustain us. But Lord, as you, as you sustain us, convict us. Your word says, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in the Lord. Begin to speak to us about us so that way we're able to move forward 
Lord God, I pray for every person who's going to cross our path, that you're going to come to our doors, come to our events, come to whatever you have us to do, Lord God. Lord God, I pray that you bring people in who are hungry, who are needing a place to belong, a place to be loved like you have called for us to love. So that way we can be the hands and feet that you have called for us to be. God, we can't have we can't do what we can't do it how we how we've done in the past. God, show us show us what the new wine looks like and prepare us for what you have in store for us. And God, we give you all the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.